0: Hello, and welcome to the Gaming Fix Podcast, episode 244, on October 22nd, 2022. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite trick the devil pulled. I'm joined today by Pat.
1: (laughs) Um, man, uh, I, I, that's... I was ready for a lot of potential mm-hmm. ideas based on what um but I guess probably um God, I don't even have an answer for that.
0: Okay. There there's the classic uh dinosaur bones. Uh yeah, I know. That's there, I think we going talked about this, but there's but so we um we talked about dinosaur bones. Convincing women they look better in their makeup. Um, oh, right. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, I don't know. It's anything. Anything you want can be a trick the devil pulled. Uh, um, Earth is capitalism. round. Capitalism. Capital. There, there you go. That's your favorite. That's your favorite trick the devil well, pulled. Well, I guess I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm taking favorite in this context to be the, the one that uh, you hate the most. Okay, sure. Uh.
0: Totally fair. It is the most devilish of them all. Uh, and also joining us from the, from the spirit from the beyond, uh, she's not dead, but she's not with us today. Allison, <laughs> <laughs> She said that would be a hell of up. a
1: if one of us if one of us died. Did a seance the, immediately following <laughs> the episode? You were just like and joining us from the great beyond. <laughs> that would be a hell of a uh, way to remember that would, them.
0: That would be a hell of a hell of a segue. But no, Allison is on vacation. And enjoying it, she said she could not join us, but she is here in spirit. So just you know, to every once in a while, insert a nice laugh and comments about how much she loves a Nintendo game. Wants to play yeah, Pokemon well, I mean, I, po- I I I did put it on the list,
1: but I played a f- kind of a lot of actually more than these other two games, I think, of Splatoon this week. uh okay. and I had a lot of fun with it, and I You're was doing like, like rooftop oh parties. God, so I mean, the hotel room wasn't on the roof. It was, it was inside, but it overlooked a rooftop party kind of area yeah, in the building,
0: like out there with the switch, like you know. No, the, I was the work mostly conference and everyone's my... like, forget work, let's play Splatoon.
1: No, no. In fact, a couple the couple people that I mentioned that I was uh, into video games <laughs> too were like, oh. Like, very, like, please don't start talking about this, which I would never do at a work conference, but it was Mm -hmm. the couple of, what do you like to do for fun, that I Mm -hmm. then said, I play a lot of video games. Oh, okay, well, I don't want to talk to you anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Boo, boring people. But uh,
1: Look, man, I don't want to get into my professional life too much, but (laughs) mm -hmm. (laughs) yes, the answer is yes.
0: I work with children all day and,
1: uh, they, boring people,
0: they love, uh, interesting, no, I'm kidding. they're not, they're, they're not boring, confusing, uh, always, kids are
1: often stupid, any, anything but, not, but it's boring. not their fault. <laughs> they're anything yeah. but boring. They're, 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 it's not their fault. They're not fully uh, developed yet. So uh,
0: this is the, definitely not boring, but, uh, very confusing and, uh, concert disconcerting at times. Uh like some video games, at least one that we'll talk about later on, but um, you, you've played a couple video games. Uh, you've talked about both of them on the show before, but not necessarily uh, in a full context about either exactly.
1: one. Yeah,
0: yeah. They, they are new releases that you have played in some sort of beta form in the past.
1: Yeah, and I felt like it was worth um, yeah. revisiting... We can go either we can go either direction first do you want uh war uh, crimes or do you want uh um, I guess money crimes? That's not really true either, but
0: well, you know what we started talking about the devil's uh favorite trick, capitalism, so let's start with money crimes
1: sure so um so i've I've been playing the full release of Marvel snap um on my phone, and I kind of came away from my infiltration of that game via BlueStacks as kind of a like, eh, I felt like a little disappointed. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be really that great. But it yeah. turns out putting it in a phone form factor is really the key thing that yeah, that game there, needed.
0: I, before you, as you were starting to talk, I was like, I wonder if putting it on the phone will have changed his opinion
1: on It's it. totally, yeah, totally. I think that that game is actually, and playing more of it too, yeah. it turns out that that game is actually really slow to reveal a lot of the more interesting mechanics which is probably a good thing because for a lot of people i think that it's the fact that it seems extremely simple at first is is good because it's going to help them kind of ease into the mechanics but um you once you kind of finish you got to play like a few dozen matches of it to kind of get out of the the recruit Battle Pass or whatever is what they call it. It's basically like, no, but you can't even buy a Battle Pass until after. Because this is the other issue that I had with it, playing it on on an Android emulator, was like, holy shit, the card variants are like $10 a piece. You put 12 cards in your deck, and some of the variants are really cool. Don't get me wrong. They look fantastic yeah you mentioned they're they're really good like art
0: 3d kind of effects or animated well so stuff and it's whatnot.
1: interesting because that stuff isn't stuff you can pay for really oh you can sort of indirectly the way that it works is and i understand it and can explain it in a much more clear clear way now so i apologize if i'm kind of rehashing something from the past but it's i'm <laughs> i understand it now so
0: mm-hmm.
1: your car- your cards level up as you use them right and they start off as common and then you you level them up you know they get like points towards the every at the end of every match it like picks one of the cards in your deck and it says okay this card got this much experience as far as i can tell it's not tied to any it's all random which card gets the experience and it doesn't really matter so it's fine that it's random it gets enough experience and then it levels up to uncommon and it does a frame break and you pay some of the free to play credits which i have not seen be any kind of issue i've always had more than enough to do everything i want to do I don't know if that changes later, but, um, and it'll frame break. And now the art like kind of comes out the edges of the card and it isn't contained to the card. It's cool. It looks cool. And then you level it up again and it'll go from uncommon to rare and it'll go 3d. And so now it's like got this, like kind of, it'll like kind of move back and forth when you examine it. It has like a 3d effect again, pretty cool. And then when you upgrade it from rare to Epic, it becomes animated not like really animated, but like a like motion comic kind of animated. Like Spider Man's webbing will like kind of yeah be like, like move a glint and stuff,
0: and, uh, particle yeah. effects or something.
1: And there's several more levels of rarity. I don't know what they do okay. beyond the animated, and I don't really want to find out. I'd rather see it on my yeah. own when I get a card there because it's it's pretty fun to watch the cards level up. When a card levels up, your collection level levels up. So from Common to uncommon, you only gain one collection level. But when you're upgrading to the higher tiers of rarity, which take more between them, obviously, um, you are going to your collection level increases a lot more when your collection level goes up for the first like 20 levels, you get a set card as a reward every like four collection levels or something. And then there's also like credits and what they're called boosters. That's what the experience for the cards is. It'll give you. It'll randomly boost one of your cards. So then, after you hit a certain point, you, it sort of becomes a gotcha. But don't don't worry too much about that <laughs> yet, yeah. because when you hit a new collection level, you'll get a random card instead of one of the set instead of a set one. Huh. But there's no rarities to these cards. The like rarity thing is all just them leveling up from your use. So there's no like not like Hearthstone where you're trying to get a legendary card. So you're spending $40 on packs because you have a 1% chance of getting it. And then after a hundred packs or whatever, they just give you one. It's not that kind of a gotcha. There is the only way to spend money on this process that I can tell is you can ostensibly, it costs credits to level up your cards, which is how you increase your collection level. Once they've received enough experience, you could ostensibly run out of credits and then you can purchase credits with the paid. There's credits in gold or the currencies. Gold is the paid one. You can purchase credits with gold. Again, I have not found myself wanting for credits yet. I've always had a balance of around a thousand and it costs like when you start to get to the higher tier, like to go to Epic, I think costs 300 credits. So it, I assume as you're getting very high in the collection level, I can anticipate needing to spend a little bit of money on credits or to grind them yeah, to some extent right now. It doesn't really feel like a grind. The other nice thing about it is that I, I have like 35, 40 cards at this point, and you don't need to get multiple copies of cards like in most card games, which is probably my least favorite part about collectible card games and especially digital collectible card games because it's stupid to me that it's like I gotta pull four copies of this digital card (laughs) in order for it to have a what's called a play set so I can have four of them in my deck instead the thing that snap does that I'm not saying I think is better than something like magic but it's cool that it's different is it is these 12 card decks and 12 cards is not a lot of cards and so you but, but 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 really, when you make a Magic the Gathering deck, you're probably only really picking out 20 to 25 cards at most, because you're going to put duplicates of them in the deck to make it more likely that you'll yeah. draw them. Yeah. So paring it down to just saying, no, 12 single instances of each card is cool. And at first, I thought that the game was very simple and just kind of like, it didn't like your card choice mattered, but like, it's almost like war or something. But as I've played the game more, there's there are a lot of synergies in there that get very interesting and there become a lot of very interesting like card, like one interaction that's on the very simpler side. I have uh Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, we play him. Um, he costs one energy and he has two power. And the way that this game works as a refresher for people, it's very simple. There's three locations. And each of the locations actually has an effect that both players are affected by. And they're revealed one turn at a time over the course of the game, starting on the left and then the middle and then the right location gets revealed. And I think for each player, the perspective is always the same from left to right. There's no like, cause you're not sitting across from each other on a table. They can just display it as <laughs> it being always on your left. Sure. Um, and you're basically trying to have the most power. Each, all of your cards have a power number You're trying to have the most power on two out of three of the locations. So you're trying to win two out of three of the locations. And um, every card costs energy to play. It has a Hearthstone energy system where turn one, you have one energy. Turn two, you have two energy. Turn three, you have three energy. But what's great about it is the game only ever lasts six turns. The sixth turn is the final turn. And then it tallies it up and it sees who's winning the most locations. If you tie at a location, then it, it's whoever has the most total power. Like if if I'm winning one, you're winning one, and we're tied at one, it's whoever has the most total power. So um, very simple. Uh, but when you start to include these, the way these cards work and pair them with the locations, it's pretty interesting. So like I have a card that this, this Nightcrawler card, you play him, he can be moved once to another location. That's at, at an, on, an, on a later turn. And I have a, spider, a Miles Morales Spider-Man card which um, normally costs 4 energy and has, I want to say, 5 power, which is not generally very good value because there's a there's a card, there's the Thing card, um, costs 4 energy and has 6 power. So you go, okay, well, the Miles on his face is just kind of a less worse, a less good version of that card. But his text says, if a card moved uh, last turn, one of your cards, then Miles only costs one power or one energy. So I can play Nightcrawler on turn one, move him on turn two, and then on turn three, be able to play Miles for one energy and another card that only co- that costs two energy. So you start to build these sort of strategies and synergies that can get very interesting. There's car- like um, Odin. When you play him, he... Cards can have two kinds of effects. They can have an on reveal effect, which basically happens when they're played, or they can have an ongoing trap card. Sure. Um, Except you're activating your own trap cards in this case, but it'll be, it'll be things like on reveal. um, What's a good example is Jessica Jones. If you play her, um, her on reveal effect is that if you don't play another card at that location next turn, she gets plus four power. So if you like leave her, don't follow up with another card there. So Odin, when you play him, he's a six cost card. So you can't play him until the last turn unless other shenanigans happen with the power costs, which can happen. But generally, you can't play him until the last turn. He triggers the on reveal effects of all the cards at his location on your side when you play him, in addition to having decent power. Um, So you can say like you can set up a location, say like, okay, I'm going to play Hawkeye. Hawkeye's thing he only costs 1 he only has 1 power but if you play a, a card there at his location next turn then he gets um plus 2 power okay you do that next turn you play medusa you'd say you're in the middle location next turn i play medusa medusa is when on reveal if you play her in the middle location she gets plus 2 power so okay. then turn 3 i go play something in another location turn 4 i play jessica jones her thing is on reveal if you don't play a card on turn 5 or the next turn There, she gets plus four powers. Now, I have three cards there. Maximum you can have is four. Turn five, I play something somewhere else. Turn six, I play Odin in the middle. Because I satisfied the conditions for each of their on-reveal effects, now Hawkeye gets another plus two power. Medusa gets another plus two power. Jessica Jones gets another plus four power. And Odin is tough, too. And now I've got, like, 46 power at this location or whatever. Wow. yeah. So it's okay. cool. Like those those kinds of synergies you can build over the course of the game are very cool. And there's a ton of different play, ways you can do it. Like, you know, Iron Man has zero power, but he doubles the total power of the location. So, mm-hmm. like if you have if you put Iron Man and Hulk together, Hulk doesn't have any card text, but he has 12 power. Mm-hmm. And so you can then suddenly Hulk becomes 24 power, which yeah, is a lot. Yeah.
0: That's that um, quite a bit.
1: So it's cool. The, 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 those synergies reveal themselves more as you get new cards and it makes getting every one of the things I like a lot about it is every time I get a new card, I'm excited about it because they don't have trash common cards that you get in a lot of other games. Instead, it's like, no, I know if I'm getting a new card, it's going to do something and maybe it won't fit my play style, but it's, it's going to be at the same degree of like power as yeah. every other card. Theoretically, maybe later um, on you
0: can make another deck and use that. card. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like miles is a great example. I love that card. I only have one card that can move. Well, I have two cards cause I can, um, nightcrawler moves and then iron fist. When you play him on the next turn, every card to his right or every card, I think on the, I can't remember cards move <laughs> after you play him. Um, And so he could trigger the miles thing too. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's a dinosaur that he gets plus three power, I think for every card you have in your hand. And then there's his name's like tyrant dinosaur or something. I don't even know what he's from. And then there's a, um, another character who I don't remember even her name. I'd never seen her before. She's like moon girl or something. When you play her, she duplicates your whole hand again. And then Sentinels, when you okay. play them, put another Sentinel in your hand when you play them. So anyway, I have I've had games where I've gotten this Tyrant Dinosaur to like twenty six power because I've had like a duplicate. I've had like four Sentinels in my hand that then get duplicated into eight Sentinels, which then power up the dinosaur. So I don't know. There's very, it has it. They did they did a really good job, I think, of finding interesting card ideas already, and the game is still kind of in its nascent stages. So I still have. Well, girl. What
0: Moon girl question? looks like a, no, she, I'm just, I Googled her and she looks like she has a Disney cartoon or she's in a Disney cartoon, but mm, she looks okay. like a cartoon network character.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, she totally does. Uh, yeah, that's her. Yeah. She's cool. Her card is great. in in, uh, cool. in, in the, the game. So um, the, that stuff is all good. The gameplay is good. I'm having a lot more fun and finding it more engaging. It is also having it on a phone these games take like five minutes seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I was having, I was at this work conference and we'd take a break and I'd play a game of Marvel snap, like in between sessions. Okay. Cause it's so fast. It, it doesn't commit the sin of mobile games. This is my biggest problem with most gotchas. Believe it or not, it's not the money. It's the fact that like I launch, if you launch Genshin impact, and this it's a bad example, cause it's not really built to be this kind of game anyway, but yeah, Pretend that it is. You're, you're if you launch in there. Genshin, if you launch Genshin Impact, you launch it up. It has a splash screen. It has to load. It has a main thing where you have to tap a button to log in. It takes a long time to log you in. Then it shows you a new screen of all the events mm-hmm. and shit that are going on. Then you've got a dozen icons. And now you're finally looking at the gameplay screen. The whole process takes like 30 to 40 seconds to get you into the game. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like a lot. But when we're talking about I have 10 minutes... Mm-hmm. -hmm. Of time, you know, basically whether if if you're let's be let's 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 really get down to brass tacks here. If you're gonna go take a dump at work, (laughs) you don't have time to stare at splash screens. (laughs) If you want to play a game for five minutes while you're using the bathroom,
0: there's only one type of splash you've got time for, and it's not a splash Exactly,
1: and and Marvel Snap, there's still a little bit of a load when you launch it. It's not perfect. But it pretty much it loads in about five seconds. And then the play button is right there and you just go. Um, and And I think that that's really helpful for it, too. Like I was waiting for a train uh, to come back from the airport last night. And I knew the train was going to be there in 10 minutes. But I was like, I have time to play a game on, of, of Snap while I wait for it. And it's perfect. I think it works really well for that. And um, the last thing I'll say about it is that the now I understand the monetization in a little bit better way. Before, I was very frustrated at the pricing of the variants because I think they're very cool, and I would like to buy... Like, if these variants were 4 to $5 a piece, I probably would have bought several of them. Mm. But, because they're cool, and because you use so few cards, you do tend to use the same cards a lot, so you see them a lot. Um, but I cannot justify paying. 10 fucking dollars for a pixel <laughs> version of mm-hmm. Jessica Jones. It's just not going to happen. I bought their like $2 intro pack or whatever, which gave you enough currency to buy one. And I bought a very cool, I don't know what, who the artist was, but it was a cool Jessica Jones. I like her card a lot. So cool. the cool variant of her, but, um, but now that I've gotten through the recruit battle pass or whatever, uh, and this is kind of a criticism too. You can't even access the season, battle pass until you get through that stuff so if you do pick up this game i would say grind it out a bit to get through that recruit battle pass it probably took me like two to two and a half hours of play spread out over 10 minute sessions over a few days um but the the seasonal battle pass is time limited and so i kind of wish that they could let you level like both at the same time so it's pretty cool when you get it you buy it up, it's like 10 bucks to buy the battle pass, which I think is pretty reasonable for these kinds of things. It has like 50 levels. Um, their passes are pretty short. They're like two to three weeks, but you seem to gain levels really fast, so I don't think it's necessarily too bad of a grind, but I can't say for sure yet. That um, does
0: seem excessive. It depends on what's in it, but if it's $10 every two to three weeks, that seems a little... I don't and know like that some it's people going a to lot be... Of some people pay way I, more than that in these types of games, but
1: well, yeah, and I don't think that it's going to necessarily be two to three weeks all the time. I know mm-hmm. this particular okay. one has about three weeks left on it. I think two two weeks and four days yeah. or something like that. Um, all I know is when I looked at it, I didn't go, "God damn it, another one of these!" Like I didn't get frustrated at it, and mm-hmm. I'm you know, I am primed to be frustrated at a battle pass because I'm trying to do like three of them right now, and it's. Okay. It, salient given the conversation that that you guys have with Chris a couple of weeks ago it's just it's a lot yeah in this pass though um there are uh you when you buy it up front you get a Miles Morales Spider-Man which is not just a variant of Spider-Man Miles and Spider-Man have t- there's Peter Parker and Miles and they both have different abilities um and uh so you get that and then the this, the pass has stuff like I'm looking now, I actually, I got the, for 15 bucks, you can get one that already comes with 10 levels. It's shitty that they do that, but that's what I got. Cause I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to do this. And I like this game. So I'm happy. I'm willing to throw sure. them 15 bucks. Um, but you get, uh, you get that miles card and then, uh, you know, I'm looking, I've got some credits at level two I've got miles boosters which is the thing that levels up the card uh-huh. in here there's some gold you can get um you can't buy the battle pass with gold so you can't do the thing where you earn enough to buy the next one uh-huh. but you can get a thousand gold which is about 15 bucks worth mm-hmm. of currency mm-hmm. just from leveling it up to spend on variants or credits or whatever there's like player icons I got this I got carnage in it which is a card mm-hmm. um and a Harrelson um,
0: carnage or
1: Kid's mm, comic book carnage. He's pretty cool looking. I like carnage. He's, he, his text says on reveal, destroy your other cards here. Plus two power for each card destroyed. So he eats all of your other cards and then gets two power stronger for each of mm-hmm. them, which is
0: mm-hmm.
1: interesting. Um, and it's, it makes your brain work because you know, iron heart, when you play her, she gives three other random cards. She has zero power. but She gives three other random cards plus two power. Mm. So, she spreads six power around your other cards. You can strategically play her so that you know which three cards she's going to give power to. If you only have three cards out, you play her on turn yeah. three or four. But then Carnage could eat her, and it's fine because she already did her thing and she doesn't contribute power. So yeah, I don't know. There's there's those kinds of cool things. But anyway, there's um there's like random variants, which is the like card art that you can buy in this pass. There's um card backs. Spider Woman is in this pass, but it's a, I believe it's a variant because it's like carnageized Spider Woman. Um, you can get a Spider Man card back. You can get a, I thought you could get a Venom card back, but maybe not. Uh, and then the, the level 50 reward is a very good Miles, uh, variant where he's like in his street clothes looking at his phone, but like way up in the air, upside down. Uh, so it's, it's a pretty solid, um, pass i feel there is a lot of some people might be frustrated because there are a lot of um like credits boosters to level up your cards gold in the past so if you're someone who's like if i buy a battle pass it's got to have skin skin skins every single level yeah. this only has like the equivalent of three skins spread out through the pass but mm. again it's 15 bucks and the skins are it feels a lot better or 10 bucks. it feels a lot better to me to spend 10 bucks, get a bunch of currencies out of it, and grind out a few skins than to spend 10 dollars just for a skin. Uh, sure. So yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I think it's pretty good. I'm surprised that I was expecting it to be the ultimate like I play this for a week on my phone and then uninstall it because who cares? But it turns out that I think it actually has just enough depth that I'll probably stick with it for a while. I'm going to probably stick with it until the ladder becomes frustrating. It's kind of the only way to play it is ranked. There isn't mm-hmm. really, there's only one button to press and it's play. Mm-hmm. And um, you, once you get through the tutorial stuff, you're, you start getting into the ranks and you lose points when you lose and you gain points when you win. So mm-hmm. if I can hit a, if you, if it does the thing it should do, which is stabilize you somewhere where you're winning 50% of the time, yeah. fine. But if it turns into a thing where I'm like boosting up and getting into higher levels and then losing a bunch and falling back down, that's not that yeah. fun. That's part of what got me oh, to stop playing Horse.
0: I see. So you're here to complain about skill based matchmaking. <laughs> <laughs> you would never do such a thing. You're no. far too intelligent.
1: No, I like, I like, about. I love skill based matchmaking. It just has to be done in a way that is not um, overly frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there are some people wait, do better problem, than others, but
1: the problem with Hearthstone skill based matchmaking was grinding the ladder in that game isn't really about skill. Mm-hmm. It's a there's not a huge skill pa cap for these card games. It's more about matchup and stuff. And and so in Hearthstone it just became frustrating because it was like also like, did you spend the money to get all the cards you need to make a deck that's competitive? Um and so that's par- part of why I fr- and yes, I know people play it for free and you know, get really high, but they're grinding so much to do that. So um yeah, I don't know. It's it's it can be frustrating. Whereas um I'm think I'm thinking and hoping that with Snap that because there's no real way to buy cards, I mean, you could. I think you maybe can buy some boosters or something. There, it, it's it is there is no easy way to just like get all the good cards. You just have to play the game, yeah. and there's a, and you get a drip feed of cards. Uh, so, and so far, I haven't seen any cards that are like, oh my god, that card's so much better than everything else. <laughs> if you have that, you're the. It's they're all pretty comparable in usefulness. So, I think it'll I think it'll stay pretty good. And it certainly is, like I said, the games take five minutes. So you're not losing much time downloading it and playing 10 of them and seeing if you like it (laughs) because you'll know at that point.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's Marvel snap out now on mobile devices in North America. I will say the rest of the world, I assume, because it was only, I think it's everywhere. I think it's it's global. It was,
1: it was in a lot of territories actually. It was in like Hmm. uh, Philippines and Australia and other parts of Southeast Asia. And then I think they rolled it out in like um, Italy or somewhere. Like there were some European places I think that had it. I don't know. Um, it was a lot of places, but now it's everywhere. Uh, no, I will say too, they have, St- they have a, they have an early access steam client and it's fine. It is literally just an Android emulator, I think. Um <laughs> I the boat because so much. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's just, it truly is just like the phone. And then it has like, old arcade game mm-hmm. port style, like art on the sides.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, so it doesn't
1: even fit. It's not even the aspect I, ratio I, of your monitor. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I tried to play the Yu-Gi-Oh game. It's the same thing those, as that. It, yeah. But the Yu-Gi-Oh game doesn't even have the art on the sides. It's just like a, Nine oh, by it's sixteen, just black. it's just sixteen it's by nine or nine by sixteen, like in the middle of your screen. So I don't. No, even, it's not even black. It's just that's it's it's the dim- the window is the dimensions of a phone. Oh, you can yeah, full just screen like, Marvel Snap at least. Yeah, Okay, art is but, maybe like, generous because I, like, I think it's you? just <laughs> like I think it's just like
1: I it's it might just be a tiny bit of art on it with mm. mostly blue, but it does at least full screen. But it works fine. I don't know. It's fine. I don't. I can see booting it up to play a few games. What I will say is that if you start playing, I started and I just kind of started over. I didn't carry my progress in from my Android experience or my emulator experience. So when I, with that, I had used my kind of junk mail email to make the account mm-hmm. in the Android emulator that I used on my phone. I signed in with my Apple ID. Mm-hmm. The, you can only sign into the PC client through steam with a Google account. That's why I think it's running an Android emulator underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and at first I was like, does this mean I can't transfer anything? No. Once you, if you're signed in on iOS with your Apple account, you can then go into the settings and also link a Google account to okay. it. However, if I tried to link my junk mail, Google account that I used, it would say, "Aw, snap. Ha ha. This account's already right. in use.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so instead I had to link my other gmail account which is fine I don't care it's yep. fine it was the gmail account <laughs> what I'm now using for my real progress is the one I signed up for the beta with anyway so it's fine mm-hmm. um if you start the steam client and do not sign in right up front at the splash screen it will then go okay You've started the tutorial, and then when you get to the tutorial, it'll go, do you want to link in, link a, a Google account? And if you try to link one at that point, it'll say, sorry, your Steam account already is a branch. It's already an account that's got progress to it. You can't bring in progress from somewhere So this is a PSA. If you start playing on PC, do the tutorial, and then immediately link the Google account you want to play with on your phone And then if you start on your phone from there, make sure you sign in to that before you do the tutorial and vice versa. If you start on your phone, make sure it's bad. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. There is a recovery system. You can delete your accounts Mm -hmm. so that you can fix it, but it takes 30 day up to 30 days for your account to get deleted apparently. Cause I think they're doing, they're probably doing it manually when people request to delete accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, there's probably literally a help desk person there clicking through and deleting the accounts. Mm -hmm. So just be careful. Make sure that whatever device you're playing on second that you sign in before you hit play. And so that and if you start seeing the tutorial, like if the tutorial pops up, it, what worked for me on Steam was to uninstall because I accidentally clicked play. The result, the thing that worked was to uninstall the game on Steam and then mm-hmm. reinstall it. And then it was like, OK, never mind. You didn't actually get far enough in the process for an account to be made for you yeah. on Steam in their
0: system. So.
1: It's a little finicky that, there. Yeah, that is... Fixable, but fixable with some frustration and just a not great experience.
0: Yeah, that that sounds needlessly complex and convoluted, and you would figure with how much time they were in beta and being... Yeah, you know, I, I... I don't it's, know the size I of think the it's studio, two, but that just seems...
1: They're pretty small, but either way, I think it's a two-way street with that account shit because I think that mm-hmm. a lot of those... If Apple and Google would just play nice with each other, it would have alleviated half of the problems for me because, yeah. like... You know, it's, it, you can't use your Apple account on PC for some fucking reason. And I don't know. It's all just a
0: God forbid steam and Apple. God, all of these
1: account Mm -hmm. systems hate each other and all of them refuse to like deal with each other effectively. Uh So Uh it's madness,
0: but what can, what can we do? Just complain. I have. Yeah, I've got some fucking shit to complain about, but uh, we'll we'll hold that. Uh, <laughs> it's unrelated to video games. Uh, but you also played, I believe, the the campaign. You said you started on Call of Duty: A Modern Warfare Two. This time it's two yes. years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I need to preface this with a a. a Disclaimer, the last Modern Warfare game, super whitewashed U.S. war crimes, ascribed them to Russia, like there was a bunch of dumb garbage in that campaign that is extremely propagandistic and problematic. I also thought it was sick as hell, and I really (laughs) enjoyed it. And I understand if you need to cancel me. That I accept. I, I accept and understand that because greatest trick um, the
0: devil ever pulled was convincing Call of Duty developers to blame U.S. war crimes on Russia.
1: Well, and it turns out that the reason that all that stuff happened, from what I understand, is basically their plot. Their like level designers and writers googled like stuff that happened in military engagements in the last twenty years and just used a bunch of things as it wasn't necessarily a mm-hmm. conceded like like a like a attempt to make the US military look good. And who knows? Maybe they're lying. They could have been lying. But the interviews and stories I read was more just like No, we read the Wikipedia article about the highway of death and it sounded like it would be a sick Call of Duty level. <laughs> Which you could argue is worse. I don't know. I'm not saying that that makes it better, but it's. This... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, un- unfortunately, what I have to report to you is that it was a pretty sick Call of Duty level. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. It's all fucked from the, the whole way down, and you know.
0: Meanwhile, war and
1: imperialism Nintendo sucks. Nintendo won't
0: release the Advanced Wars.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. It's all a it's all a mess, and I, I'm yeah. I yeah. I. I I want to say that up front because I have a lot of positive things to say about the at least the opening of this campaign and I just want to make it clear that like it's I I get it. I get that the, there are problems with it. Um and I don't know what the I don't have the answers to it. I know that I spent a long time saying fuck that I'm not going to play it and it just didn't end up all it ended up doing is kind of making me not do stuff that I ultimately ended up enjoying and I don't know what kind of impact my I think my, my stance now has kind of become, do your research, know when you're being propagandized to know that the United States military is bad <laughs> and war is bad and and a lot of the stuff that is presented in these games is, is bad uh, and kind of going with open eyes and I think you can, you may hate it. I have a friend who thought that it's, who hated the Modern Warfare campaign because they could they play a lot of military kinds of games and are similarly very anti-war anti even harder core anti-us military than i am um and they like could not get past that stuff in the modern warfare campaign and i totally respect that i get it um it for me i didn't find it that obtrusive once i kind of stopped and said you know they're clearly adapting events that were bad uh the opening that's not even necessarily to say anything specific about the what I've played so far of the modern warfare 2 campaign cuz i don't i i'm not aware of what event they are like dramatizing if the opening is anything it's i just that game looks and plays so fucking good man like I, <laughs> you got to like call of duty it's it's doing call of duty there's nothing here that is like that but it, like I got like goosebumps with it opening up and you're like walking through can- a canyon in and I guess spoilers for the beginning of the Call of Duty campaign if you're planning on playing it. Um but this is like the first I've only played about an hour and a half of it, so it's not that 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 uh that deep and I don't really have any story spoilers because the story hasn't really unfolded much yet. The story in Modern Warfare was actually pretty solid as a war movie kind of spy espionage thing. Mm-hmm. But um you're playing you start off in your ghost, who if you're like longer term call of duty fan then ghost gets your blood pumping because he's one of the you know you got price and soap and ghost is one of the guys and he was not in the last game except except for as a skin that i can recall okay. in the multiplayer and he's like god is his his thick accent and everything he's the skull mask um, guy right Yeah, Uh, they're kind of all skull mask
0: guys this time around, I think. But Ghost
1: is the original. Okay. Ghost is the original skull mask guy. He's the guy that has the.
0: Now, yeah, God, it's been so long since I've thought about Ghost and Soap in any meaningful way. Yeah. Um. Well,
1: and then the last one, Price, was kind of the main. Sure. Spoilers for 2019's Modern Warfare, which at this point, if you haven't played it and wanted to, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Price was the guy in the last one it was in you it was him and gaz who's this like younger newer character um and uh at the very end they're like okay price you got to put a team together and he's like oh i'm gonna find some of me old friends and a file for soap hits the table Ah. and you're like oh shit (laughs) guess who's coming back uh and then um And I think they also show the ghost one too. But nobody – I think the idea is nobody knows – like Soap is Soap McTavish. Like he's a Mm -hmm. a, – but I think ghost is part of his thing is like nobody knows. Yeah, and nobody knows. He talks, but nobody knows who he is. So you start off with your ghost and you're walking through this canyon, this very tight canyon ostensibly. I think they tell you it's in Almavra, which is like a fictional Middle Eastern country. But they very much – the bad – the quote bad guys, I don't know where the story goes and I – you know it's iran in this game for sure like mm-hmm. that they talk about the iranians uh in in it and you come up out of this canyon and there's this weapons deal going down in front of you and you have to like zoom in with your your scout camera and like look at what's going on and there's this general and i guess actually this is kind of like when trump shot missiles at that one mm-hmm. general guy and it almost started a war mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it's not the US doing it in this case it's 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 the UK um and and or or i guess it's like the UN really mm-hmm. uh and and ghost is like sure, looking yeah. and he's like you're like confirming that cuz it's like this shadow group of UN shadow group it's like the, they're the good guys but they're i guess you could compare them to like rainbow or something in in tom clancy lore it's they're like a multinational group of hard asses that that kill the fuck out of dudes uh and there is a u.s general kind of leading the charge but they're sure. they're so far all the characters pretty much have been british uh but ghosts like you scope them and you see the them walking around down there and and ghosts is like positive id on general gabrani and then it cuts to this like u.s general and and he's like all right uh you know let's do it and i thought it was going to give you control of ghosts and you're going to snipe him or something but instead a cruise missile launches from this like trailer 10 miles away and then you have to fly the cruise missile manually into blowing up this arms deal that's happening <laughs> it's 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 pretty good uh and then it turns in then the the next mission the first real mission is um you're It has a very Zero Dark Thirty vibe, but I don't know if that's what they're going for because you're, like, night strike flying helicopters into this compound trying to get this Iranian, like, they keep saying AQ leader. And I don't know if they're talking about Al-Qaeda or if they're talking about some fictional equivalent if to them they might
0: just not want to say al-qaeda i think they're also. i think they're
1: trying to say al-qaeda but they're just not saying yeah, it just like up for type thing to, to be honest with you I, I would rather they just do that frankly yeah um because i think this like we're gonna dance around the fact that this is a clearly a taliban or you know al-qaeda or or whatever ISIL whatever inspired group You know, I think we get fed a lot of propaganda about these groups that are, you know, they're. I think they're bad in most cases, but I also think that it's more complex than just they're the bad guys, we're the good guys, obviously. But I would rather Modern Warfare, if they're going to tell these kinds of messy stories, at least own it and like Mm -hmm. tie it in, I guess. I don't like the idea of something like Six Days in Fallujah to me is disgusting and disrespectful, but if you're going to tell – as long as you're talking about fictional characters anyway – I don't have a problem with them tying them a little closer, I guess, to some real-world organizations. Even if they're – I don't think it's – I don't necessarily – I'm not saying I think they should necessarily say out loud, this is Al-Qaeda, da-da-da-da-da. But I think blurring the lines a little bit more maybe makes sense.
0: I I wonder – because there used to be like the issue with – like the uh, the what the, the modern, not modern, the before modern warfare, it was uh like World War Two games. It was like, mm-hmm. oh well, we don't want to make people play the Nazis, and so I wonder if that plays into like the multiplayer stuff. And well, if, they, if they say AQ, I don't know what's up with the multiplayer, but if there's like some of that, like oh, if we just say it's AQ, then we can use like AQ versus whatever forces or in the, the multiplayer. The, the multiplayer's know,
1: stupid. That. The multiplayer has no. The multiplayer the 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 names of the two sides are like Acranon and Kronos or something okay, like it's stupid. Yeah. They have no. There's no. You can't tell. There's like American looking people on both sides. Yeah. And you can't tell at all. Mm-hmm. There is actually some kind of ridiculous story to the multiplayer okay. that is separate from all this. It's like technically it's in the same universe. I guess they told it through Warzone. It's extremely stupid. It's really bad. And actually, this is the point I'm trying to make. Is there's this. There was this story that they tried to spin off of the main campaign story to oh. get the multiplayer going last time around. That was like, there's this Russian insurgency group, and they have like all this plut- this plutonium or something, and it was just dumb. It was it was like this stuff doesn't happen. There's no. It's so disconnected from reality, and that's I guess more what I'm saying is less that I want them to be like, let me shoot Al Qaeda people. I don't care. I don't. I'm not saying they need to use the same name. Yeah. but it's much more interesting to me the idea that you're scouting an arms deal between Iran and a terrorist group. I think that's it hews much closer to reality, I guess, and if they're going to go with these realistic themes, I do think that's more interesting. It also is much but p- more messy, potentially, but okay. I would rather a story attempt something like that than, no, we've got these Russian bad guys who have nuclear material material and they're going to build a doomsday device that's kind of stupid like it's not it's 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 not very interesting i would rather have the story be a little more i don't know realistic i guess is kind of the word but something that is a little more inspired by um uh uh things like zero dark 30 or whatever um tons of potential there for it to be more problematic but again I said what I said earlier. So anyway, this, uh, this mission where you go in, in the, in the night mission, you're flying the helicopters in. And I thought it was going to be a very, you know, we land the helicopters, we go in, you have to like house clear instead though, the helicopter, one of the helicopters gets shot down and then it goes, turns into more of a black Hawk down situation where you've got to like at night move through this compound and get to the helicopter to try to save some of the people that were in the helicopter that got shot down. Um, and it just looks incredible. Like the the lighting at night and everything is so good. And it's not even pushing hardware that crazy. I just left it on whatever it defaulted to. And it ran really well for me on my 2070 super and kind of older CPU. And you know, it has the like shock moments of like, oh, you came into this room and there's a dead guy and his 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 wife is grabbing the gun and you just gotta make a split second decision and and so it's there's a moment like that but they don't linger on it the way they used to it's more just like
0: oh look at what you I'm shooting at oh, me you're no be no it's ashamed it's, of your words and deeds no
1: it's just like yeah I gotta shoot her because she's shooting a gun at me um and uh, I think they just do a good job I'm playing on the hardened difficulty so that's like one step up from. There's like easy, there's like recruit, regular, hardened, veteran, and then there's a then realistic and realistic. You have to beat it once to play it on that level. Mm -hmm. And hardened feels like a really good mix to me. Like I can't, I can only take a couple of shots before I go down. It feels kind of like the multiplayer in terms of how easy it is to die, which means that taking cover and like mounting and stuff like that matters a lot. And there's this scene after you go through these houses and the houses are really good because it's like. Unhardened, if you just walk around a corner and you're standing there, you'll die. So you have to be very strategic and flash corners and and kind of poke around and take shots. It doesn't it's not doing in that sequence the call of duty thing of just spawning dozens of enemies to come at you. You really do have like five enemies in this house, and you have to kind of maneuver around and take them out. and then um you get down to this area with this crash helicopter and then it does do the thing where you're defending the helicopter and there's just swarms of enemies coming at you and it's pretty cool. And eventually like tanks show up and then you get the A 10 warthog flying over and delivering ordnance and doing the whole like gun firing the gun. And, and it's all a really impressive spectacle. Uh, so I, I, uh, I'm excited to play more of it. I'm going to, I'm probably going to, to, to kind of run through a lot of that campaign this weekend. Uh, cause it's, it's good. And like I said, it play, it just plays really, really well. The, the, shooting and, and movement feel really good. And, uh, and, and I'm very excited to see the, the rest of the, the crazy the stuff that they do. Um I've heard that the primary inspirations actually for this campaign, the stuff I did so far was very military focused, but the primary inspirations, I guess, for this campaign are Sicario and no country for old men. Um, Eventually it shifts. And most of the game actually takes place in Mexico. Uh, so, mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. That's There's obviously plenty of room for uh-huh. really problematic garbage there. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But uh, but I'm interested to see because I love those movies. I actually watched No Country for Old Men on the Plane back yesterday to refresh on it. And they're two really, really, really incredible movies. So if they actually took the points of those movies, too, it could mean that it's
0: <laughs> –
1: uh, there's, it's a pretty smart story uh, and and everything I've heard from people is that they're pretty into the campaign so far too. I, I haven't heard a bunch of I'm not that tapped into the Call of Duty community but I have a friend who will like share he reads all the Reddit posts and he'll share people's weird complaints and it sounds like it's generally being pretty well received. So I don't know. It's good. Cool. I'm excited for multiplayer.
0: I would. I would be interested in checking out the campaign based on what you've said, but also there's no way to do That's that without s- buying the, like, the seventy bucks. Game. Yeah, yeah $70 it's expensive. I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested in the multiplayer. And yeah, I don't think I don't think
1: anyone so, should buy this for just the campaign. But it is going to have raids, though.
0: Is that part of Warzone or is that part of Oh, maybe warfare? it is. I, think, I can't remember. I don't, I don't know. Um, okay. I, if it's part of Warzone, we could try that out. But I really, I just want to yeah, see maybe. what they're doing, because it's been since Black Ops 2, since I actually played a Call of Duty mm. campaign. Uh, they're
1: pretty similar to what you remember, but sure, just but higher it, production value. Yeah,
0: and you know, see uh, what it's like, and play through one.
1: Uh, I will say, just scrolling Twitter, I saw a quick like 10-second clip from later in the campaign of like a city area that's not in a combat sequence. It's just like, I'm sure it's a Calm Before the Storm kind of thing. Yeah, It's The visuals are absolutely insane. Uh The point of the tweet was like, this just looks like a city. This just looks – it's like a European city and like Uh – and it's just like this just looks – you can't tell that it's a video game unless you pay – certainly when the video is like not full screen, you cannot tell that it's a video game at all. It's just like a city with people. You're
0: just like, yeah, that's that's just real life. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I maybe there'll be a way to play it someday. But easily, hopefully, but yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Just, just I, like sell people a campaign for like twenty bucks, please. <laughs> totally,
1: yes. Even thirty bucks, I think yeah, sure. probably would yeah. be. getting I mean, that's some more realistic.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it, I would be interested in at least checking it out. But I'm not. Yeah. Like after I tried to play the beta. And then it was like, you can't play it because you're not in North America or what, you know, I was in Japan, so they're like, you can't play. So I was like, okay, well, guess no Call of Duty for me this year.
1: And the multiplayer (laughs) is great, but it's, you gotta, I mean, it's Call of Duty, you know, if you don't like Call of Duty or you're not interested in paying $70 for Call of Duty, I totally get it.
0: Yeah, but uh, the the stuff you're talking about does sound neat and, and interesting.
1: So far, it's very, very Call of Duty. There's mm-hmm. nothing groundbreaking that they're doing in the first couple right. levels, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it plays really well.
0: I wonder... I wonder how much of, like, the overarching story of the original trilogy is going to play into the overarching story of however many Modern Warfare games they make.
1: I think it's... so At least based on the first game, it, it's less... It definitely existed. It's kind of weird because it's like it it happened for sure, but Price also is still running around with full gear and getting in firefights. And I don't know. I don't guess I guess I don't know how old he was in the first one. Yeah. Because I feel like he should be like in his fifties. And I mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but so far, smartly I think the it's more just been Price is the person that he is because of that original trilogy in terms of, like, his beliefs and, like, personality. Because the first game's whole... he
0: just get, like, his shit-wrecked at the end of 3?
1: I don't remember is what it, happened at the end of 3.
0: Spoilers for Modern Warfare oh, yeah, 1, whatever. 2, 3. Uh, isn't, like by the end of like modern warfare three, isn't like price is like one of the bad guys and you kill him by throwing a knife through his eye.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think that was price, but I um, don't remember for sure. Um, I can tell you that Price's whole. Um, if that's the case, then maybe it's not assumed that, uh, that those games happened. Um,
0: cuz you're definitely sworn. making
1: t- you're definitely remaking Task Force 141 but I thought oh. that it was a different person um no yeah price is a good guy yeah 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 no you're the thing you're thinking of definitely happens but it's I think it might be a black ops
0: thing no 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 and it's definitely what what happens at well, the end of Modern Warfare 3
1: I just looked at it. There's nothing about a throwing a knife at the end of Modern Warfare 3.
0: Uh, uh, Modern Warfare 2?
1: The Modern Warfare 2 plot, you're, it's, you're at the helicopter. There's the helicopter at the end, and uh, da, 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 Roach is sent with ghosts. Oh no, his name is Simon Riley. Yeah. George and Porter. It's all about fighting against Makarov. Soap attempts to kill Sh- uh, Shepherd is the guy that Shepard. Shepard. yeah that's, he goes bad
0: okay okay that's what I was... yeah thinking. you I'm you yes
1: yes you pull you throw the soap throws the knife at Shepard. yeah okay at the end of two
0: that's what I was yeah, thinking yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: of no no price is price is not the he's one of the major characters in the original series but he's like kind of a co-starring character he's it's Shepherd and and um and and Soap are like mm-hmm. the two How real main main okay. main guys uh,
0: I I remembered. And, price from the original trilogy but yeah and, that, but I, I did not remember shepherd shepherd yeah
1: well and it's because he bites it at the end of two i to be That's honest like the you, only I thing played, i
0: remember from two is that moment i
1: haven't played three i love modern warfare one and two i don't i haven't played three because i heard it was bad when it came out and three
0: is the one uh, where you're they have like an astronaut pov when a nuke goes off that i believe is also in saddle, two okay maybe that is two then a satellite yeah. crashes into the planet. They had a lot of stuff. Two, a lot of stuff happens in Modern Warfare 2.
1: Yes, good game. Good, I mean, it's a 2000s <laughs> shooter yeah, campaign for sure. But, but yeah, but it, uh, but I love that game. It
0: was also one of the most, like, I mean, a lot of stuff happened in that shooter campaign, uh, you yep. know, that, yep. that brought us no Russian. Was that yep. Modern Warfare 2, right? Yep. Okay, yep. yeah. Sure was. And, you know, Uh, there's a lot of iconic moments in that.
1: Totally. uh, Uh, And I don't think they're going for that with this one either. I think Mm -hmm. that they're trying to tell a little more. The last game's story was a little less bombastic. Um, Mm -hmm. But it still had some, some moments that, again, I could see someone saying, how the fuck can you enjoy that? That's terrible. But it had some moments that I thought were pretty. There's a moment where, spoilers for the Modern Warfare 2019 campaign, the whole point of that campaign and it's a bullshit point but the the like moral of it is like there's some people who are just bad people but they 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 do bad things for the good of mankind or whatever like there's some people who are willing to do stuff that's really bad commit war crimes to protect the planet as a whole i think it's bullshit mm-hmm. obviously that's stupid it's
0: yeah
1: in real life that's stupid mm-hmm. in the context of this video game series it's like yeah man Sometimes Price has got to do bad stuff. And it's okay. it make it's like if you compare it to something like Metal Gear, it's like kind okay. of like it's it's maybe not as uh philosophical as that series, but it's it's okay. it's sort of saying some similar things. And there's a scene in the first Modern Warfare where you have this guy that's tied to this terrorist group and he's tied up in a warehouse, and um and and Price is like talking to Gaz, who's like the younger Dude, Gaz was sort of traumatized by. He was a he was a London police officer and or special Danny, like Danny London SWAT becomes officer a
0: guard on the bridge for the bridge men, And then he's got a he's like lost <laughs> an eye and.
1: Well, he he like he, he sees a terrorist attack in the middle of London and sees a guy get blown up and stuff. That's one of the levels that you play early on. That was their sort of hot button kind of, like kind yeah. of controversial one. It's not that controversial. Um and you've got this guy tied up in this warehouse in Prague, I think it is, and he's got information that you need. And so, you know, they're 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 threatening him, and Price is like goes outside with gas and he's like, "All right, you know, um, we're we've got a camera on him, and his family's watching, and we have to like we have to get this out of him, and da 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 da." And 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 he's like, "Sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do." for the good of humanity or whatever. And he hands him a gun, a revolver and Gaz is like, okay. And you go in there and price is like, I know that your wife and children know this information too. So I'll go after them next if I have to. And, and he, and the, the, the prisoner guy, I may be misremembering details of this too, but the prisoner guy's like, Oh my God, I'm not telling you anything. And then you walk up with Gaz, and price is like, well, if you won't tell us anything, then you don't have any value to us. And your wife and child are going to watch you die. And <laughs> he's like, Please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. And then it gives you the prompt to, like, Uh blow this guy's brains out. And then you pull the trigger and it clicks and nothing happens. And there's no round in the chamber. And Price is like, you were going to blow that guy's brains out. (laughs) And Gaz is like, well, I thought you said we have to do bad things sometimes. And Price is like, yeah, but I'm not going to have you execute a guy while his child is watching. (laughs) And It's a very good moment of, like super high intensity and then Mm -hmm. they don't go all the way to like the horrible thing. And then I thought it was at the time, it definitely was one of those sort of choice. They give you the impression you can make a choice there. Mm -hmm. And I was really sweating it. And, but then I was like, fuck it, man, I'm going to pull the trigger and see what happens. And it's a Mm -hmm. good, it's a good payoff for, for that moment. So hopefully there's something like that. And, and not necessarily that exact thing, but hopefully there's similar kind of moments in, Modern Warfare 2 that feels small and they don't have quite the same bombast that the old game had but that still give you that sort of charge of like holy shit what's going on uh, yeah. so we'll see I'm sure it'll be extremely problematic throughout I guess like <laughs> I've seen it framed as this Hassan guy that uh, that you're chasing early on in the game is like his big thing is he talks about US war crimes and that they want to shut him up basically if yeah. you read it a certain way so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Well, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll probably be terrible in that regard. But I also think it's going to be a pretty good shooter campaign based on what I've played.
0: Uh, yeah, that's the. Oh, but video hey, games, yeah, video games, uh, problematic. While you were playing games with questionable stories, perhaps uh, I was playing a game that doesn't have much of a story at all, but still. There's a lot going on here. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is There's is a lot to unpack in Scorn, which the first time I saw it, I think was one of the Xbox Series Reveal showcase events like two years ago. Uh, this is the H.R. Geiger looking, lots of weird phallic things sticking out of walls and everything's wet. Uh, games. It came out uh, on Game Pass this week, and uh, it's a very good Halloween spooky time game. I don't think it it's by no means a scary game, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't get that impression. It it's is, just it, gross. It is,
0: it is gross. It is eerie. It is, it is spooky, but it is not scary. Uh, it is, so you are some sort of human, humanoid thing mm-hmm. as a, you are naked and maybe some exposed organs. I, you can look down and you can just kind of like see what looks like a, there's just like a big hole in your chest, like exposed, mm. like rib cage. It's gross. Um, And you were making your way through some sort of weird factory at the start where there's, like, eggs and weird other humanoid things come out of the eggs. I don't know what's going on. There's no story. There's there's story, but there's lore. But there's not really a story of what's happening. Or, like, there's not a plot, as it were. You're just this humor, you're this dude you're a dude, uh making your way through this barren abandoned, decrepit ruin of something <laughs> like it's it's hard to even say where you are or what this place is. It seems like they were using it to like basically breed humans or breed whatever these things are these these people it's sort of like a matrix kind of situation where they're just breeding people and turning them into batteries like nice s- good something something along there maybe there's like these flower things with pod people inside and but no one's really surviving except you and why you you've survived is a mystery as far as I'm concerned I I never got an impression like oh this is why I'm alive I I finished the game and I, I this there are no answers to be found it is a very uh, I don't I don't even know how to describe the experience but it is a very Perhaps unsatisfying story experience so don't don't come here expecting to have a nice beginning, middle, and end, and uh you know rising action and you know all that kind of stuff it it doesn't happen, but it is a a very good at providing an atmosphere and a mood to navigate through this space and create a sense of like, dread and wonder about, like, okay, what is the next weird, unpleasant body horror thing I'm going to see? Because this ruin that you're in is made basically entirely of what seems to be meat, stone, maybe some metal, but, like, a lot of meat. It's gross. And the way you interface with just about everything, is by sticking something in it. Whether that's your whole hand, or whether that's just some fingers. You were very often just taking your hands, sticking your fingers into a thing, and then, like, pulling it or something. And It's goopy. It's just, like, it's the, uh... It's not even goopy. It's all, it's all dry, yeah. but it's just... Like, it I don't sounds wanna, like I don't The wanna, Witness...
1: The way that some of the that puzzle stuff works, where you're like clicking the button to interface with it, and then you do the puzzle.
0: I mean, but kind, of, uh, not not really. It, it a good point of reference for the, for the spaces you're exploring is kind of the hive stuff in Destiny. It is like mm, the, okay. the way the hive yeah, stuff yeah, is like, yeah, right, kind of rocky, but then it's also got the weird like biomass yeah. growing on it. And, or especially if it's when they've like taken the hive stuff and put it into like human architecture and stuff like that. It's, uh, there's a lot going on there. Uh, it is. So, yeah, you're just constantly sticking your hands in things and, or like getting weird. You get this like little. Little bug. I don't know. It's like a bug. I don't. It's just like this little round thing with some tentacles and then a sphincter in the middle. And you put it into <laughs> a machine. And then a spike stabs into the sphincter and it pushes like blood into it. And then it like the tentacles grow little bulbous things on the end. And you stick those in your arm for health. And it's like, what is going on? Uh, it,
1: sound, this sounds like I will enjoy <laughs> it,
0: it. It is.
1: What it's selling. Yeah,
0: it is. There is a lot going on here in the... It went for an aesthetic, and it, I think it nails that aesthetic. It, it, but I was also going, I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> like, just because... Like, it's gross. Uh But it's not... For the most part, there's some stuff at the end. For the most part, it's not, like disgusting like well i'm gonna you know i'm gonna spew chunks gross it's just like there is a lot going on here and it is unpleasant to look at it it's like if if you were someone who does not like the word moist what if someone took that feeling that you get from that word and made a whole game around it (laughs) just the unpleasantness of you know weird bodies and like tentacles moving around and it's you know it's it's very weird and pleasant and there is a lot of body um like hmm, body horror type things things like sticking into bodies coming out of bodies uh you know, going in bodily fluids, a lot of these things coming and going into your personhood, uh, which is, you know, always always <laughs> nice when you're, you know, walking down a hallway and then you have to. It game's like, oh, and now here's our little prescript thing, and we're gonna look down and things are going in and out of your body that you don't want to be there, but you can't do anything about it. You uh, would but i so one of my criticisms of the game is i didn't under i i don't know why that like that whole thing is happening it's it's a very important thing to whatever happens in the game but you never it doesn't answer any questions about it which is a bummer yeah but the other criticism i have of it is there's is a there there is combat in the game and it is completely superfluous. It seems like they yeah. put the combat in there because they're like, we need to have something that isn't just like these simple puzzles. And the puzzles are not all like, do have some complexity to them and like, do take time to figure it out. And it's, some of them are obscure enough that you really have to like, think for a while. And like, I got stuck for a little bit going, what the hell am I supposed to do? Uh, and I like that stuff was actually all, for the most part, pretty good. Combat's not not good. Uh, you were very
1: no, yeah. It seems yeah. like that's it's pretty rough. Yeah,
0: it, it's very slow. You do get as the game progresses, you get more and more ability uh, or more weapons that make the combat makes the combat less uh, burdensome. But it's just it's not fun, and it's doesn't add anything to the game. It's not like in Resident Evil where you're like, okay, the like, the combat is its own puzzle, or like, I've got Mr. X chasing me, and I gotta gotta run away. It's just, you got some enemies, and they run at you, and they're really good at hitting you, and they take too much time to kill, and then you're like, oh shit, I don't have any health. I've only got like two bars of health. If someone hits me, i'm dead. I don't have a I can't like do any actual fighting. And then you keep getting sent back to a checkpoint and you have to watch some stupid cutscenes and you're only safe, yeah. like, you know, if you want to go back even further, you're going back 40 minutes or whatever. Less cuz you figured out where you're supposed to go and you can kind of speed through some things, but In some places, you can run by the combat, and in other places, you just get stuck up against the enemy and you can't go anywhere. And so then you have to fight, but then, you know, you get in a bad position. It's. I I wish they just had not done the combat at all or had made the combat more of a puzzle than it is. Mm -hmm. There was some. So you've got a couple different uh, tools or, like, weapons you get. You've got one that's just kind of like a pneumatic, like, piston. That's kind of the main thing you have, or at least early on. Then you get kind of a shotgun thing. And then, like, a bigger shotgun thing. Or more of, like, a little, like, mini cannon. And then you get, like, the other thing is not even worth mentioning because you have it for for such a specific thing. But you get... So you get these... I I forgot where I was even going this. But you get these different things. Oh, it was with the pneumatic piston. I was fighting an enemy, and in the middle of fighting, like, one of these little guys who only take, like, two hits from the pneumatic piston, I entered into a canned animation that I only saw this one time. I have no idea how it came about. Where I, like, shoved the piston into their, like, face sphincter where they were spitting shit at me, and then it, like... You know, it killed them, and I had to, like, pull them off the thing. And I was like, oh, that's okay. That's gross. Now I'm covered in blood. Sure, why not? But I I was like, okay, if I could do that more often and reliably, that would be great. Because I could just end these encounters and not have to dance around. Because the piston only has two hits, and then it has to recharge. And you're just basically a sitting duck while you're waiting for it to recharge. It's not not a good experience. It's mostly okay because it's not constant. You get to predetermined, you know, combat points and then you'll mm-hmm. be like, okay. And you can wait around sometimes and they'll crawl back into the wall and disappear and go away. Some of the enemies will, some of them won't. It's, you know, kind of a crapshoot on that front. But there are there are options for that. Uh it is it's it's a very neat game that you know s- struggles because of because of that i think um, but everything else about it is so strong the aesthetic the design of the the spaces the puzzles are challenging enough and obtuse enough where you have to think about it and not just like rush through everything but then sometimes I was like, where where the hell am I supposed... Okay, I can see, like, through this window, I can see this room here. Like, I, I should go in this room, but how do I get in that room? And then wander around for ten minutes. And then see, oh, I just, like, didn't look... I, like, turned too quickly when I came down the staircase. And I didn't see to the left there was another hallway or something like that. You know, which is a little frustrating. It would be nice if... I don't even know how you solve that problem. Just without... Putting a big pointing sign or a waypoint or whatever. Which I don't think the game needs, because it's mm-hmm. the spaces are small enough and dense enough that you can there's not like infinite places you can go, but sometimes you just miss the turn. And you're like, oh that happened to me several times. So I then I wander around for like ten, twenty minutes and I go, Oh, here's where I'm supposed to go. Okay. Here's where the acid is to melt the body so I can go in the other hallway. You know, whatever it is. Uh, but there were a lot of moments where I was just like, okay, what is this thing? Oh, this, what is going on here? Okay, I, I guess we're doing this, Um, which was neat. And then I got to the point where it's like, oh, okay, no, yeah, this is just, like, all super phallic now. There's, like, Kama Sutra statues, and this Hell is yeah. just, like, a statue with a big old dick. <laughs> it was... Nice. yeah. You'll, you'll get to that point and be like, oh, okay, then. Uh, like, it's just... It's statues of people going at it. It's statues of people's big dicks. It's... It was much more... Like when that game was being when the game was being shown, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's the Dick Game" because they've got like you know stuff coming in and out of walls and those trailers and whatnot. But no, it's really the Dick Game (laughs) forever. Uh, But it is it is a neat thing. On Game Pass, I think forty dollars would, which is what it is on Steam, I believe. I think that's a little steep cuz like yeah that's without the biggest without the narr- without a narrative i think that's where it gets a little steep for me um if there's a narrative there i think maybe i'd find that more maybe more appropriate but
1: yeah that's kind of the thing that i've heard um in a lot of the reviews for it which kind of stabilized on steam and now it's not getting hammered as hard but it was it was you know combat's not very good which I kind of assumed that would be the case from early on and what they showed. I don't know. I'm not saying that I am like more intuitive than other people, but when they showed those trailers, I was like, the art design in this game looks sick. It looks a lot like mist to me um, in terms of a lot of the puzzle gameplay. And the combat seems like it's going to be something you do a few times. That is kind of frustrating when you do it. That's sort of, what my impression of it was. So it's everything you're saying is mm-hmm. to me like, okay, so I think I'm probably, my expectations are probably in the right place to have a good time with this game. But I've also heard, I mean, people complain about the length and I'm usually the kind of person that's like, get over mm-hmm. it. Like I'm not, the classic is gone home, which is like two and a half, three hours long. And it was 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, whatever, man, like, yeah, it's worth man. it. Cause that, that experience is so powerful. Yeah. But it sounds like this game is good but not great and kind of short, so 40 dollars okay. does sound like a lot.:
0: Yeah, like I said, if I think if there was a narrative there, and this is going to vary for different people, right? Like some people will just vibe so hard with the aesthetic that it will be totally worth it. I don't think it's too short, I don't think it's too long. I think it's a great length. Uh, if it was any longer, I'd probably be like, "Eh." And I, I think they, I, maybe it was from you that I was hearing that people were like, "It doesn't really stick the ending," or like it, it has good vibes for it, good being. <laughs> they they oh, do yeah, yeah, well yeah. not not chill vibes, uh, but it's it's got it does its thing well for maybe like the first half or something, and then it falls apart. But I think it does. I think it does its thing really well through the whole thing through the whole game the whole experience but without a without a narrative which is often what i like in a game uh it is 40 dollars is a hard sell but i I still think it's like a, a good experience and worth playing and if you're into the h.r geiger you know alien or i don't even know what other really popular stuff is h.r geiger but uh, mostly he was an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, Just I'm trying of a, to think, of, like, you know, alien being, like a popular uh, pop culture. Yeah, I mean that was his thing. main,
1: biggest pop culture thing yeah. for sure. He, uh, I don't, I'm sure that he contributed to some other.
0: I'm art, sure, but yeah. like,
1: yeah, uh, he was involved in Jodorowsky's Doom Okay, yeah. Before that was killed. Um but otherwise just alien really mm-hmm. like yeah. he did looks like he was a creative consultant for a film called Killer Condom uh
0: oh i no i think that's i think that he, thing is actually in um scorn
1: <laughs> sure he was he 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 worked on species and species 2 mm-hmm. okay which are he designed sill which is the the, and and so like mm-hmm. he designed yeah. like little things yeah. here and there. He did the artwork for a movie called Future Kill mm-hmm. for a poster. Yeah. He cr- designed the creatures in Tokyo, The Last Megalopolis. Yeah um, when when you look, so he apparently at he did his a,
0: art. When you go to look at H.R. Uh, Geiger art, you're just like, oh yeah, no, this is scorn. It's Like all of they owe Geiger so much.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And I think they've been pretty yeah, open about yeah. that being the inspiration. There's nothing. Um, apparently, he did a design for a Batmobile for Batman Forever that they did not end up using that was radically different uh, and alien, more like weird-looking. Um,
0: oh, my God. You can Google H.R. Geiger Batmobile and it – yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this thing is just like – X. I don't know uh, if this. Uh, maybe it's not it. I don't know. Is I I th- yeah. I'm not sure. Bloody disgusting I is showing it. Don't and think they've got like the drawings and stuff. So I think that may be a render based on there. There are um uh there are, what there are drawings of it that he did, and then the, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: I yeah, see the, in here yeah yeah
0: the render is based on the drawings, but yeah it's uh,
1: yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Very Mm -hmm. weird. I don't know. I I really like, I appreciate his art quite a lot.
0: Yeah. uh, It's very, uh, I find it pretty, very interesting. Yeah. and So yeah, yeah, it it is impressive how well they nailed that aesthetic, but I wish they had done more to uh, have a narrative, but I don't like, is that just, Oh, we've got audio logs or, you know, written diary entries around the, you know, around this place and that's not the most interesting. And it's a very solitary experience and I think that's fine. But, you know, it would be nice if It seems
1: like it's a vibe thing. Yeah. Yeah. is what you you have to know going in and to enjoy it, you have to know going in it's more of a vibe thing. And again, this all fits with stuff I was mm-hmm. expecting. Yeah. I wasn't expecting any like a, a, a narrative mm-hmm. to it much at all um, I would like it to be a little bit Thought provoking maybe but it Doesn't have to I, be I think there,
0: there I um, think there's enough like Lore Stuff that you get Like you'd be like yeah. where you can kind of piece things Together or like You know get some ideas of like oh okay There's some weird Some weird stuff happened a long time ago Maybe uh, That you know you can kind of th- Think about like you know what does this mean, but there's not, there's no answers, and the ending is real wild, and I don't, I yeah. don't know what happened <laughs> really. Like I know what happened, but I don't know why.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I wish there were more games that did this kind of. Uh, Zetaslaw uh, Z- Bukinski is another artist that um, apparently inspired Scorn mm-hmm. a sure. lot. And um, if if you look up their art, then it's pretty, um, you'll get that too. Uh, distinct from Giger, but and with a lot of similarities. But I, I wish there was more of this kind of, you know, like um, Frictional does it and they do an incredible job with it. But I just wish we had more of these games that were. Dark and horror inspired, but that felt like there was craft behind the art design Mm -hmm. and that didn't basically that didn't do the thing that like Bloober team does, which took off in such a big way with a lot of steam horror games, which is just to make something that's stuff that's like fairly generic. Going through houses and getting jump scared by ghosts or like really sure. bloody gory mm-hmm. characters. I like, I love this this concept. I mean, minor spoiler. I don't know if it's even a spoiler, but like in Amnesia, in the most recent Amnesia, if you like things, if you like imagery from this game, I'm not going to say that the most recent Amnesia game does the same things. This seems it, even more the, ethereal than
0: the it, space like largely is very similar to some of the stuff that is in amnesia. Exactly.
1: Evil. And I just wish we had more of that, like sci-fi or mm-hmm. that is not necessarily trying to like jump scare you and be a scare a minute, but more just provide tone that is really unsettling and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I find that really, really engaging. Um, and, uh, and 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 it's 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 a it's a fine line to walk because some of sometimes you can get into this stuff and then it's also gross in a much more gross way that's not entertaining to engage. But I can deal with like a lot of weird dick shaped stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. But if it if it starts to s- trend in a direction of like and without using allegory and metaphor and stuff, and it starts to just trend in a direction of like weird kind of assault, sexual assaulty there, there, kind of rapey yeah, stuff. No, like which that. does not yeah. sound like scorn does that. Um, that is that becomes way that's no longer interesting to me mm. to engage yeah. with. It. It's just yeah. gross. Yeah. Um there's there's uh, there's some there's some times when horror has gone in that direction that I have seen and uh-huh. just been like, nope, done. I'm out. Turn it off. Um But yeah, I don't know. It would just be cool to have more stuff that walks that line and, and, and and stays on the side of engaging and interesting instead of just going for shock and disgust um, while also being unsettling. In some ways this, this game almost has some like Cronenberg vibes from stuff that I've seen Mm -hmm. too, um, which I, which I appreciate. So yeah,
0: it it is. I'm looking
1: forward to playing it. I'm probably going to play some of it today.
0: Yeah. uh, a lot of times with horror games, I'll like, when I get like spooked, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put it down now. I need to take like a little break and, you know, go do something else or whatever. But there was no moment like that for me. You could, I could see yeah. someone like early on, there could be a moment like that. Um That might have that for some people, but after that, there's not really anything else like that. And it's not even, like it's a little bit of a jump scare, but it's, you'll get to it. And, it it's It's like the only time it happens in the game, uh, which is very interesting um we Dave' we're just like we're gonna yeah. do this one thing and then we're gonna kind of just vibe good I think that's the vibes
1: i I hesitate to say that I think jump scares suck because I do think that they can be effective uh-huh. at times in putting you in a um in a position of um of unsettling mm-hmm. you and of there's things like, you know, I won't spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Cause it's relatively recent, but like Nope, for example, I haven't seen it. I yet. loved it. The beginning of that movie, and this will hopefully just make you want to watch it more. You're like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Like, what did I, why, why was that the beginning of this movie? And it's really unsettling and interesting and crazy amounts of tension. And then you very quickly realize Oh f- fuck! We're gonna go back to that at some yeah. point, aren't we? <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> I don't want to do that. Okay. And it's very, mm-hmm. it's very effective. And I love it when, when games do that kind of stuff. And I think that sometimes, um, you know, it, it, amnesia not in any way similar to note, but amnesia rebirth does it where you're when you're flying the plane early on in the plane early on, and I, I mean again, this is very minor spoilers because it's the very beginning of the game, and you see a flash of like. Mm-hmm this other place yep. and you're like, oh, this is where this is gonna go. <laughs> uh and and it's it's pretty intense and cool and, and I, I, I just kinda love that stuff. Yeah. So anytime a game early on is willing to or a piece of horror media early on is kind of willing to give you a preview of what you're maybe gonna get it's, later yeah, on. It's not even or, so or much not even a that preview. in this it's case. just
0: doing it it does something that that does impact like i guess impacts gameplay but also just it gives you like one little taste of a jump scare and then it just goes back to its vibes thing and is like yeah yeah it's not like especially going out of its way uh, i expected maybe okay so maybe we'll just like do more kind of this stuff but they they didn't which i was fine with
1: i think that i saw that i think sounds interesting to me i don't know how effective it is or if it even you noticed it, it might just be bullshit Is they talk about it in the marketing of being like you're in control a hundred percent of the time Mm -hmm. and that sometimes things can happen and you just miss them because you weren't looking in the right spot. Mm. And I don't know how real is how how true that is, but I think that's a potentially Uh, interesting, you know,
0: I'd have to see, like, an example. Of I mean, what you wouldn't they, know if you they, missed exactly, it, right? <laughs> exactly, And there's not, like, a reason um, to replay, necessarily, because there's not, like, oh, I missed a lore entry. Um,
1: so it says, like, the, this is the know. exact language. He's cohesive, lived-in world. Scorn takes place in an open-ended world with different interconnected regions. Each region is a maze-like structure with various and paths to discover. All the storytelling happens in-game with no cutscenes to distract you, distract you from the crazy reality of the living, breathing world you're in. Keep your eyes open. The game won't show you any sympathy if you miss something important on your uneasy travels. That's what they. Yeah. That's how say. Uh, there's not that. Not that you're in control. 100. Yeah. Of the the, time.
0: You. I mean, yeah, because you do go into like kind of. You do get locked into like okay, now you got to watch this thing happen after you activate like a machine or whatever, uh, which you know whatever. Sure. Uh, it's all first person and that kind of stuff, and then you sometimes you can move the camera around, but. And there's like a little bit of like, oh, you weren't looking at this thing, so you missed it um as you walked by something, but it I felt like I saw kind of everything there was to see. Um yeah. mostly. You know, maybe there was sense. some things I didn't see, but I, I I felt like I I didn't feel like I missed something really. I'm mean, at the end I was like what what the fuck just happened? And then I went and I Googled, like, okay, is there another ending here? There's not another ending. There's only one ending. Uh, so don't worry about that. But it definitely left questions, like, okay, could I have done something else? There There was some stuff early on. I guess there's some multiple solutions to some puzzles. So there was some stuff early on that I didn't interact with even though like i could go and i could like okay i'm gonna activate this machine but i didn't have the stuff like in position to like okay this machine is gonna move this thing over here but i didn't have a thing for it to move so it just kind of like did the crane thing and then it's like okay and if i had something i'd go over here and put it down but i didn't have the thing so it didn't do anything and i don't know if there is actually a way to use that to do something or if it's just there for like flavor I don't know but there it's it's a neat neat thing and i'm definitely one i'm glad turned out the way it did even if i wish the combat wasn't there Uh, i'm glad this was a a thing worth checking out and that i played through all of and like i don't know it came out on like tuesday or something so I, i played through it all this week and i haven't finished a lot of games this year but it's like the perfect length and good for the season. So, yeah, uh, I played on the Xbox Series cool. S and looked great. A uh, little bit of a few, a few frame drops. Maybe a little too much motion blur at times. I think probably playing only at 30 frames per second, but great on the Series S. I'm sure it's even better on Series X or PC. So, nice.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna play it on PC. Yeah. I have it installed on. Totally. game pass there. It sounds like a very good case for a game pass game where, you know, not having to spend 40 bucks on yep. it is uh a a big <laughs> way to come away feeling better
0: about it. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh also a thing you don't need to spend 40 bucks on. This podcast. If someone is charging you for this right. podcast, uh you are being taken advantage don't of. Don't do it. Yeah always free that's our promise to you and uh, is it uh is it i don't know okay we're gonna start putting we're we gonna put, go behind a paywall is that <laughs> okay pat pat's got plans behind the scenes. i'm just
1: saying i'm just saying i'm just saying i don't have i don't have any plans for that but it seems like
0: uh, i shouldn't should write checks my butt can't always cash.
1: free oh, exactly like always is a long time that's, that's, that's a,
0: true that is very true. Uh, eh, who knows? Uh, we may not even be here. We may be turned into weird penis monsters in the future. Who could say?
1: It's very true.
0: Penis monsters in your area? It's more likely than you think.
1: Some would say that. That's. Some would say that
0: we already and are. They, you know what? Uh, Scorn might agree. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Could not tell you. Uh, but, that is... I can tell you, that is gonna do it for episode 244 of the Gaming Fix Podcast on October 22nd, 2022. I've been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. The Wet Gamer, a.k.a. your partner's favorite the trick the devil pulled. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlawC-O-O-L-S-L-4-W- at where can people find you find me at PJC plays fantastic you can find the podcast at fix podcasts on twitter and you can find jeff davis the creator of a wonderful theme music on twitch twitter and tiktok at stranger peace We'll be back with another episode of the podcast. Next. Stay wet, gamers. And moist.